Welcome back to Talk in Texas Forever, a Friday Night Lights podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Liz. And we're discussing slash crying over Ugh. this week's episode. Oh my gosh. Season three, episode 11, A Hard Rain's Gonna Fall, written by Bridget Carpenter and directed by Michael Waxman. So in this episode, Buddy tries to use Tim to get to Lila, who's still mad about losing her college fund to a business deal. <laughs> plus more, plus more, plus more. But this was the nice little summary that we have. Oh, my gosh. This episode, Liz. Oh, oh my God. It was so good. I know. I know. It was oh. really, really good. It had everything. I was going to burp. Had everything I was looking for in the Friday Night Lights episode. For I sure. Know. And we're so close to the end. I know. Next week's episode is so emotional. Oh, God. Like the next two are so, so good. And yeah, like I like I mean, we always say like the show is more than just football, right? But the football scenes that happen next week, I legitimately was like sobbing over. Like they hit me wow. hard. I know. I know. We're not there yet, and I don't mean to rush, but I just had to like <laughs> give my two cents about that. Yeah, okay, but, I'm excited. Yeah, let's start with Tyra. So Tyra is planning Mindy's bridal shower, and Mindy wants it to be classy, and she wants it to be a tea party, which I think is hysterical. <laughs> I love this idea. <laughs> so while she, Tyra is out shopping at the grocery store for things for the party, she bumps into Landry, and Landry offers his help to... You know, I have a scone recipe. I can help you make sandwiches. And at one point, we have a scene where Tyra gets a panicked call from Mindy, and Landry takes the call and tells Mindy, like, we have it handled. You're not moving anything else around. We got it. Mm, flirty vibes. Fl flirty vibes in the supermarket. A little bit. Definitely, obviously, more on Tyra's part this time around. But Landry, mm. he's like kind of, he's feeding into it. He's mm -hmm. not, because why wouldn't he? He's definitely not over that whole aspect of their relationship. He's like, yeah, I'd be okay with this if this happened again. So well, he wasn't like, he wasn't completely ignoring it he was kind of feeding into it a little bit so I was like oh okay we're going we're going there a little bit more this week yeah I mean mm -hmm. she even or he brings up the fact that they have another gig like Cruz Victorious has another gig and she's like oh I'm so happy for you so I feel like both parties feel like we're good now right yeah the whole give and take thing is no longer an issue it seems right. Like Landry got over that and Tyra's like, I'm over you calling me selfish and we're good. Right. Plus then right. she asks for his help. Like, Oh, are you helping me? Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, okay, I guess I will. Because the open invitation is my mom has the recipe. So therefore right. he has to help her in some capacity by at least giving her the recipe. But I was like, okay, you could have given her the recipe and then that was it. You didn't have to like help her with everything. So, yeah, but we knew Landry. that wasn't going to be the case. We knew Landry would be there helping chop the vegetables and what have you. <laughs> and during the scene where he's at the Colette's helping her prepare the sandwiches, she does bring up the fact that she did get her SAT scores. And so she shows him and it went up by 100 points. And Landry gives her this speech of girls that look like you usually don't have to try, but I'm really proud of you. 
I liked this scene, but I also felt like it was a backhanded compliment. Right. Like, you're a pretty girl. You don't necessarily need to have good grades. Right. But it's really good that you had these, and I'm proud of you. We didn't have to... We, we know she's attractive, and he right. knows she's attractive. She right. knows he thinks she's attractive. So he didn't have to say, like, you're a pretty girl, and you're smart, too. He could have just been like, you know what? Actually, you really worked hard for this, and you should just be proud of yourself. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> we didn't have to go back to the looks thing. Yeah. I know. I agree. But then it was like, it's set up for this... Flirty, flirty statement yeah. after yeah, 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 yeah. because mm-hmm. she's like, so you think I'm still good looking, you know? Of and course. he's like, yeah, you still got your looks. Yeah, you know, like they bantered back and forth with that. Mm-hmm. So the day of the shower comes, they set everything mm-hmm. up outside. In the beginning of the episode, Tyra talks about how she can't believe that Mindy wants a shower outside in the middle of December. So we know that weather can be an issue. And so her and Landry set everything up and then a storm rolls in. So they rush to set everything up inside, it works out. Mindy, she shows up. She loves her shower. She makes a really sweet speech about Tyra and that even though Tyra is the youngest, she does look up to her and she loves her tie tie, which this mm. was so cute and sweet. And I loved this. And then after the party, Billy comes, picks up Mindy. They leave and Tyra starts crying and she says to her mom, why can't I want this? Why can't I be happy with the idea of this? And Angela, who is the best in this episode, tells Tyra, like, with your sister, I love her. She's my firstborn, but she never surprised me. And you always surprise me. And you're going to do great things. And I'm, and you're going to surprise yourself. Yeah, it was so sweet. Definitely some tears were shed. Yeah, here. And at first I thought Tyra meant. Why don't I want to be like married and in a relationship is how I first took it. But then the more she like opens up about her wanting to go to college so bad and how she feels like it's so far away from her. And I'm like, okay, so it's not just the relationship. It's like she actually doesn't want that life because it it seems like too easy. She wants something that she's been striving for and she feels like she's not going to get there. And Angela's like, you're good. You'll Whatever you do, you'll be fine because I never have to worry about you like exploring and, and doing something against the grain, against like the normal Tyra thing because she's always done things differently. Lila, as we know, she's been staying with Tim and the Riggins since the fallout with Buddy. And this is really cute because we see her and Billy and Mindy and Tim become like a foursome and they're hanging out. I love. I love. Right? And playing video games and Mindy's like, you were lame, but now you're kind of cool. So, but we see kind of the tables turn here because Tim... He goes off. He goes to bed. He's like, are you coming? She's like, no, I'm staying up. The next morning, she wants to stay in bed. He's like, I'm leaving. I'm going to class. She just wants to stay depressed in her in her blanket tent. And you wrote in the chat, let her be. Her father sucks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this girl has been on since she probably came out of the womb. So like, yeah. give her a second to just catch up emotionally to what's happening in her life. Plus, yes, well, I know she's feeling sorry for herself. Like, she's allowed to miss a day of school. Granted, I don't know how she missed previous days of school. Like, is this a pattern? 
I also didn't understand why he was mad that tire that Lila was staying up, and then I realized, oh, I guess it was a school night. Yeah, because I'm like, who? What do you care if she keeps playing video games? Like, how late could it possibly be? Um, but I liked that dynamic. I liked utilizing that storyline for her as a device between her and Tim. I just I liked this whole thing. I really liked it. Oh, I love it. I mean, talk about swoon worthy Tim in this episode. Oh, God. I mean, so much. So much. Oh, my gosh. At school, Buddy approaches Tim and says, We have to have a man to man talk. And he asks Tim, How is Lila doing? I really need her to come home. And Tim tells him, like, You just have to give her more space. She definitely does miss you. And what's funny is they drive off, and there's this really funny line where Tim's like, Uh, sir. Are you going to bring me back <laughs> to get my truck or am I going to have to walk? Do I have to walk? Yeah. Mr. Garrity? Mr. Garrity. Uh, you're good. I, I'll take it back. Lila ends up stopping at home to collect clothes and she goes through the mail and she, in fact, does see that she gets into Vanderbilt. Buddy walks in on this moment and she tells him how she got in, but, you know, how is she going to pay for it? So, <laughs> And she's still pissed because, of course, of course she's pissed. Of course she's pissed. Like... How could you not be? So then Tim gets inspired to bring her to church. And I, I said mm. this is like a low-key Christmas episode. We know it's taking place in December. And also that the choir is singing uh, a Christmas carol, Hark, Herald Angels sing in the background. And Tim's like, I wanted to take you here to see if this would cheer you up. And she goes, I don't know why you did this. Did my dad tell you to do this? And she runs out, she gets upset, and she's like, I should have went with my family. I don't know why I stayed. I have no family. And Tim consoles her. He's mm. like, you have me. Yeah, he's what, her family. What did you think about Tim trying to bring her to church? When he first started dating her, or when they were first hooking up, that was her... M.O. is I'm going to change my life again and, you know, start going to church and being really heavy, heavily involved in the church. So I guess to him, he didn't really know what else makes her happy. Like, obviously, we know she stopped cheerleading. That didn't make her happy. She doesn't really have many other friends besides Tim. And now, like, Lila, (laughs) I mean, and Mindy, Mindy and Billy, like they're she doesn't really (laughs) exist with anyone else. So I feel like he's like, what do I do to make her happy? Like, what would make her happy? And that was a good thought process, I think. But she feels maybe almost like almost like an imposter. Like, I don't belong here anymore. Like, yeah, I gave up on this, even though I don't know if she did. But to the audience, she doesn't really talk about that anymore. You know, kind of just like faded as she started to date him. Again, right. it just kind of like faded into the abyss and we're like, oh, wait, does Lila still care about Christianity? Like, we don't really know. You know, it will still always be a part of her, but she doesn't talk about it anymore. Right. It's not really part of her identity. Right. And I feel like maybe she feels like a little bit like her ident- identity is lost because she doesn't know if she's going to school. Yeah. Yeah. So after the game... Tim and Lila, they head home, they hang out, and she's like, why don't you want to go to the parties? He's like, no, we go to the parties after state, and I really just want to hang out with my girl, and he has a real talk with her and says, I know you're not happy here, 
And I'm here to support you. Whatever you want to do, that is my role. And she bring, they talk about Vanderbilt and he's like, there's scholarships. And if you don't end up going there, San Antonio State and I would love to have you. And he says he's madly in love with her. Ugh. And this is where I just melt into a bottle. It's, it's Alex Mack, right? Just like out. <laughs> out. It was perfection really in was. a way to, sh- to say, when you want to say I love you to someone, this was like one for the books. Chef's kiss, 100, 200 out of 100, like beautiful. It's and so and she's like, I love like, it just was their perfect. I love you moment. Yeah. And I felt it all. I shockingly, even though I shat on them for seasons, I really enjoy this. I really do. I love this relationship. Yeah, this I is good. It, it works really well and they complement each other very well. I agree. I didn't see it before. But now that Tim is more he's becoming a little bit more serious and also like he's in love so he wants to keep up with the joneses and impress his girlfriend and make sure that he's on the right track and that she's happy yeah that's really important and she's kind of like relaxed a little bit and sees how much tim cares about her and how that's good for her too it's just mm, i was i'm pleasantly surprised good I love it. I I forgot that I liked them so much together. Well, maybe you didn't. And now you really are feeling it again. Again, when I watched the show with Anthony one time through, it's different when you like watch it with a girlfriend or you're (laughs) like, oh, my God, it's so hot. I love this relationship. Aunt and I were just watching and we're like, wow, this show is so great. But I really didn't pay attention so much to couples. But that's why it's way more fun this time around. (laughs) It is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so in the beginning of the episode, we have Grandma and Shelby. They're going to the store. And Grandma puts up a fight because she doesn't want to go with Shelby. And she gets upset. And as Shelby starts driving, Grandma falls out of the car. Yeah, she thinks she left her purse there. So she, like, isn't aware of her spatial, yeah, like, where she is and just decides she's going to leave. But the car is already moving. Right. And so she falls, she hits her head, they go to the the hospital, everything is okay, but the doctor has a real talk with Matt and says you really should think about her living arrangements, her health, her mental health is deteriorating. Very much. You really need to take, very much so. Yeah. And Matt doesn't want to hear it and he ends up flipping out on Shelby, even though Shelby is trying to be supportive and be like, listen, Matt, like, I hear what you're saying, I hear what the doctor's saying, but Matt kind of has blinders on right now and doesn't want to hear it yeah tunnel vision because again that's like something he can't really deal with right now right it's like I have so much other stuff to do and I know I need help but I've needed help this whole time and it's kind of just like this issue that he's already known needs to be addressed but he doesn't feel like he has the tools to do it and now it's just getting worse and worse and he can't really avoid it anymore yeah and so back at home Grandma has a scene where she flips out. She needs her slippers. She's crying hysterically. Matt assures her that she's wearing the slippers. And she's like, no, I need the slippers. I'm not even kidding you, Liz. I have had this with my aunt. Like, I have experienced this same situation. 
And it is heartbreaking. And this scene also brought me to tears. Oh, and yeah. so Matt takes the slippers off grandma and then puts it in her hands. Like, here are your slippers. And she's right. like, thank you so much. Like, she's so upset because she can't really understand. And it's just heartbreaking. But Matt, there's something that switches. And Matt realizes, okay, I really can't handle this. And so after the game, Shelby talks to him and they apologize to each other. And he knows he doesn't know how to take care of grandma anymore. And Shelby tells him that she's not going anywhere. She said, like, basically, like, she knew she was never leaving. I know, Shelby. She's like, no, I was never planning on going anywhere. That made me, I could I could cry right now yeah, thinking I know, about it. Yeah. I loved that. I really was like, oh, that just killed me. That killed me. Yeah. Uh. I, I love, love Shelby. So do I. Give me some more shelves. I hope I hope she doesn't leave. <laughs> She's so soft-spoken. She's so soothing. I love it. She's just a relaxed human being that Matt like so desperately needs in his life. Yes, and she has patience. Like she is going yeah. through the ringer right now and She's she a good not... caretaker. She's so good. She's really really good. So what's happening? with the district is and funding and school things is redistricting is up for discussion with the school board Mm. because the school needs funding and the only way funding will happen is if they do redistrict the problem with this is if they redistrict then you're going to have two schools you'll have dillon and east dillon and east dillon which once was was pretty much a shithole a cesspool of a education facility if you will hmm and ha- half the team lives, it, like, when they redistrict, it's down the middle. And so what we have here are the boosters trying to finagle this line of the districting <laughs> to get all the good players onto the Dillon Panthers. A.K. Mm-hmm. this is really fucked up. This is shady yeah, shit. Yeah, this is shady stuff. Yeah, and so Coach walks in on one of their meetings, and he doesn't understand what's going on, and Buddy kind of fills him in and then tells him, don't ask questions you really don't want to know or be a part of. Like, this is bigger than you, bigger than Joe, bigger than the boosters. This is about the Dylan Panthers, and we're trying to set us up for the future. Yeah, like Dylan Panthers – are all that matter here. That's it. That's the number one priority. Whatever we can do to keep this team together or for the most part together, they're going to do. Are we shocked by this? No. I mean, the boosters are, they're literally, that's their main thrill in life is to care about anything with the Dylan Panthers. (laughs) Like they have no other life. Yeah. And the fact that Buddy says the superintendent knows what we're doing, like Mm -hmm. this, we got it. Yeah. And so what was interesting is after the game, Tammy brings this up to coach. It's like, you know, when I first saw the map of the redistricting, it was a straight line. And now it's like a zigzag. Do you know anything about this? And coach is like, no, I don't know. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to stay out of this and act dumb, even though we know coach knows because. Yeah. He's he like, well, whatever yeah. works. <laughs> yeah. I don't want anything to do with it. All right. Last but not least. Let's talk about JD and this game situation. Mm. So earlier, JD's in practice. He's distracted. Madison comes to watch 
and the coaches don't want him getting distracted. So Wade ends up calling Joe to tell him about his actions. Joe's super pissed. And then he ends up calling Madison's parents, (laughs) which is like so crazy to me. Yeah. Out Mm -hmm. of line. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like absolutely ridiculous. And Madison ends up telling JD about this. So JD's like, are you kidding me? This is crazy that my parents did this. Well, Joe did. And so on the way to the game, Joe has a speech, gives a speech to JD about ball control and you just have to focus. And if they win tonight, then they go to state. He's like, are you listening to me? Don't be distracted. And he's in the back seat. I mean, JD's like being a kid. He's on his phone, probably like ta- texting Madison. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. And Katie's just like, he's got it. Leave him alone. She's like, it's a ball. It it's gets slippery in the, wa- in the water. <laughs> He's like, yeah, listen to your mom. She knows what she's talking about. I love Katie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's a mom who just wants her son to be happy and understands right. like football is serious, but also he's a kid. So can we lighten up a little bit? Right. Like there's more to life than football. He can go to parties and have a girlfriend and also play football and also have friends and have a balanced life. So he's yeah. not miserable all the time. Yeah. So we get to the game. It's pouring rain. Pouring rain. The Panthers are sliding. It's messy. Even though Coach keeps saying, like, it's a beautiful night for football. <laughs> Which I'm like, do people like to play in the rain? I don't know. I would be miserable. <laughs> yeah, I guess you just kind of get used to it. I guess so. And so we see that Joe's pissed at the choices that JD is making. JD is, like, fucking up. He's fumbling a lot. And then coach like gives him the speech of like, just have fun. Like you got this. Go with what you know. Just listen to the gameplays. Yeah, Don't pay like, attention. Whatever we discussed exactly. is what you're going to do. But also exactly. have fun. This is a football game. Exactly. And so then coach chooses at the end to not go for the tie and chooses to go for the two points. And so this works out. The Panthers end up winning. We're going to state. Tim Riggins played a great game, right? JD came through. We think all is well in the world. Yeah. So after the game, we're in the car, and JD is on the phone with Madison. It's like, oh, yeah, it was cold. Oh, yeah, it was good. <laughs> Such a typical teenage <laughs> conversation. I'm just surprised that he actually even had that in front of his parents. You know, really? his dad said, no more talking to Madison. Yeah, well, maybe because he thought he won. Right, he thought, oh, I'm in the clear. Good. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh-uh, not in Joe's mind. Things were just beginning for him. Yeah. And so Joe tells JD, hang up the phone. They pull into the Applebee's parking lot. They get out. And Joe wants to have a talk with JD and pretty much flips out on him you didn't listen to me. What was your problem tonight? And then starts beating him up. Well, yeah, he's pissed because JD is actually talking back to him for once. Yeah. He's like, right. how am I supposed to, you know, like you're, I, all I do is football and I don't, I can't do anything else. And you're just so overbearing and whatever and he said. Right. And he's also like, what is your problem? We won. we won. We won. And Joe's like, you were sloppy. You didn't do what you were told. 
But it's like he won and he played by the coach. And so then Katie's trying to break it up. And so oh. Tammy and Eric see this. So they run out and they're the ones that have to pull Joe away from JD. This I mean, was this scene so bad. was so intense. Yeah. It was scary. It was very scary. And Katie just like screaming in the background. She doesn't know yeah. what to do because she can't pull this like frantic man off of her son. Yeah. And luckily coach and Tammy do see but at first I was like oh maybe you shouldn't interfere but then as Joe gets closer and closer coach is like oh I'm out I'm going straight to him and that was thank god he was there because it could have been really really bad really really bad yeah and so the Taylors bring Katie and JD back to their house and so we have Tammy talking to Katie about it and Kate and trying to console her and just be like we will deal with this tomorrow you guys can stay here. And then you have JD and coach talking outside and JD just like a scared kid of like nothing I ever do is good enough. Is this my fault? Right. And of course, no. If, and to coaches and you make it it makes it a little obvious to me that maybe coach has some damage like that in his mm-hmm. background because yeah. he just kind of like in his eyes, you can see I understand this is not your fault, you know, it's just a game and your father should have never, no matter if it was your father or whoever would never put their hands on you. And then, and then you hear Katie saying he literally put his hands on my child. Like he hit my child. What am I going to do? And I'm like, leave his ass. Red flag. Number one. I mean, there was probably lots of red flags, but this was like the ultimate, which in the chat, I kind of asked, do you think this has happened before? But it doesn't seem like it because Katie was so beyond distraught and upset because of it. So it makes you think it didn't happen, but maybe verbally abusing them growing up. So, oh, yeah, this is so bad. Yeah, we shall see what happens with this next week. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Yay. Yay. But we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we have Mike, one of our Total Betty patrons, joining us so excited oh yeah mike's a great guest yeah all right welcome back from break we're joined with our total betty patron mike how are you mike i'm doing well how are you we're lovely. We're uh, if you don't watch us on YouTube, I have to describe this scene here. Mike is wearing a free Marissa shirt <laughs> with a Chrismica mug. And his background is Liss and I it's on the couch. so cute. And, and it looks like Mike is sitting between us. It's really adorable. It's like we're the angel <laughs> and the devil on each shoulder. Who is who? Who's that? <laughs> Yeah, who's the angel? Who's the devil, Mike? He's like, no comment. No. Plead, I plead the fifth. It's okay. Depends it on the day. It really, it really depends does. on the day of who's going to be who. Uh, but Mike, thank you so much for joining us. You were last on in season two. Yes. Episode 13. 13. Yeah. yeah. So tell us your thoughts on season three. What do you think? Way better than season two. This is like the pickup. Um, a lot more better plots. Uh, characters are better. Like we're getting the annoying Julie of season two is done, and we're done with that. 
she's starting to get a little better now. Yeah. Um, we do have some crappy characters, but you know, it's a good, it's a good, mm-hmm. good season. Yeah. Season three is really good. Uh, we have some questions from our listeners. So okay. Kate wants to know, what did you think of Mindy's bridal shower tea party? Well, I'm drinking tea, right? What now. kind of tea to... are you drinking? I am drinking uh, David's Tea Cinnamon Rooibos Chai. Ooh. I went with a caffeine-free option because it's late yes. at night and I'm old. Same. I was telling Liz before we started recording how I didn't have my second cup of coffee today and I wanted a little jolt of caffeine, but at 7 p.m. I'm like, probably not a good idea because then I'll just be up. So, Remember that one time for, well, we did, but for Gossip Girl when Liz brought that it was supposed to be, was it, it was a it cold was like brew. The and it was covered a, strawberry oh, one, right? Or something like that. Yeah. And it was, and it was supposed to be a venti or something. And you only got a grande or a tall. And you're like, thank God, because Michelle was wired. <laughs> she couldn't wired. sleep. <laughs> Why? Which is so crazy because wired. I could like have a shot of espresso and like literally pass out after. So that's just me. Yeah. It depends. <laughs> but what did, okay. What did you guys think yeah. of the bridal shower tea party? I liked it. I thought that she should have looked at the weather first and saw that it might have stormed. Yeah. Uh, and not had it outside. But I thought it was a fun idea, different than like uh I guess what they would have what you would have traditionally done, like what TV would have done as a a bridal yeah, shower. I mean, it almost yeah. seems like a bachelorette Elegant. party to me. <laughs> yeah. But it was super cute. I, I've been to that type of bridal shower before where it's like at a tea room and you have the finger sandwiches and the, you get to pick your tea and scones. Like, it's just fun. It's just a fun little adventure that you don't get to do very often. So I thought it was a, a nice gesture. However, it didn't seem like anyone was drinking tea. <laughs> no. It was all beers no. and things. I think they were just using... Yeah. Like, you know, they were putting the alcohol in exactly. the teacups. Yeah. Liz, your counts. your bridal shower is coming it up. Is. Do you wish it do you wish it was tea party themed? Should I text your mom? No. I don't wish it was tea no? party okay. themed. I don't like Okay. I'd rather eat the food that I know we're gonna have as opposed to having like little teeny tiny food. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. That's just my thoughts. And plus like yeah. you, you need a little alcohol. Can't have alcohol in a tea room. Or maybe you could. I, mean, I don't know. I guess you could. You could. When I worked at David's, we used to tell people to like steep their tea in alcohol because some of like my coworkers did that. They would like steep. There was one where one, my one coworker would steep a tea mm. in gin overnight. It would just leave it in the Ooh, fridge overnight. I love that idea. I mean, it's just like infusing the yeah, alcohol. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. So tea and alcohol go delicious. very well together. Sounds delicious. Yes. Kate says, two weeks in a row with the heartfelt mother-daughter conversations. I love Tyra and Angela's end scene so much. Mike, we talked about this earlier, but tell us your thoughts on that scene. Uh, so that spoiler is my favorite quote. Well, one of my favorite quotes I put was the was an- what Angela said to uh, to Tyra. I It was very emotional. Like I, I said in the chat, for those of you who are on the Discord, if not, that's a... Uh, that's a perk that we have over on Patreon. We'll be more later at the end of the show about that. But um, uh, it, this was like a jam-packed episode and they definitely ended it with like what happened closer to the end of the episode um, with JD and Joe and like just to end on such a sweet, like 
heartstring, like pull at your heartstring moment, uh, I think was perfect. And I really liked what uh, Angela said to her. And I feel like I kind of resonated with like Tyra at that moment. Like I felt like that was something that like my parents could have said to me, like that they saw me like going on and know that like I was going to make like, I'm going to, whatever I dream for, like, I'll be able to get it. And like, I'll, but like, they knew it all along. And I feel like that's like always a parent. Like, I feel like parents always know your potential, like their potential of their kids and they try to not push them in the right direction and they want to make their own like decisions, but they know deep down that who their child is and that at the end of the day, they will like end up okay. Yeah. So I felt. Yeah. What did you think about her saying like, you know, Mindy, she's darling. She's my firstborn, but so predictable. Yeah, like, honestly, once again, that's like, so I'm the baby in my family, too. And um, that's kind of like, the like running joke in like my parents, how like my other two siblings are like, they love them, but like, they kind of just know how they are. But like me, I was kind of like the one that left the nest on my own did things. But it's like, yeah, so I, I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was great. Uh, Kate also says it wasn't entirely clear to me why JD played the way he did in the game. At one point during the game, Katie said, well, he has to do what the coach tells him, but I couldn't tell if that was what he was doing. Coach, we stick to the original plan and protect the ball. were pretty ambiguous or if he was just pissed at his dad and trying to prove something. How do you mm. interpret this? So what do you think, Mike? I took it as, Joe was telling him to do something different. Like, remember what I said in the car, but coach was like, no, we're playing this as, as we practice. Like, don't listen to your dad, follow our plays. I think that's how I interpreted it as well. Like Joe was kind of throwing what he thought maybe was the best move just shouting it at him and poor JD, like doesn't know where to look. It's kind of like coaches coach should have been like, you look here. We're going to look here. Look at me. Don't look at anyone else. This is what I'm telling you to do. So you do it. But of course, you know, this is his dad that's always up in his business. So that's how I, I interpreted it as well. Like he didn't do what his dad wanted him to do. And so he was like was torn between what to do. And that kind of made him not perform as well. Yeah, I agree. I I wonder if they were trying to present it as, oh, look at JD being distracted by Madison. I didn't take it that way. I took it more of like his dad is in his head. He's hearing things from the crowd and then trying to focus on what coach is telling him. Like it could have just happened even if Madison wasn't in the picture. Like Joe just being obnoxious and telling him what to do all the time. That could have just had the same reaction for him that he just doesn't know what to do. And so he just misses it. And who was the other guy yelling in the crowd? Like a, was that just a random? Know, was, that, was that? I think in the chat someone a, said that it was Wade, jabroni. but I don't think it was him. I know, but I know I was confused. The first time around, and the reason I kept quiet, because we all know how I really understand football. And so first time around, I was like, I think that's just a heckler. But then this time around, when Vix, I think oh, it was Vix, said Wade, I'm like, That didn't look like Wade. It looked like some guy next to Joe in the stands. Yeah. I I thought it was just like another parent. I interpreted it as like the camera moved so quickly that it looked like it was Wade with the umbrella just like close up on the field. And then it just like went to Joe. But who knows? 
But I don't know because I thought in like a long shot with Joe, you also yeah, saw a guy behind. Maybe. So maybe who the hell knows? <laughs> and then I thought, like, why would Wade be yelling a different play than coach? Mm. Because they should technically all that's those coaches should all be on the same yeah. page. But then I was like, Michelle, keep quiet. Don't say <laughs> don't don't say much because <laughs> did I do okay this episode, yeah. Liz? Did, do you think I explained yeah, you got it okay? It. Okay, good. God, that was so embarrassing. I'm like listening. I'm editing last week. I'm like, you're so dumb, Michelle. Like, honestly. Oh, it was cute. It wasn't. Mm, it wasn't cute. Like. <laughs> to be fair, though, this show, like, I know it's about football, but it's also not about I know. Football. Like, I know. I know you guys don't like don't like you always like talk about how you kind of skip over the football part. And you're like, oh, right. There's football. But it's kind of like a B plot yeah. sort of. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this episode, well, the next and next week, it's been like the the last quarter has been football heavy. Michelle, quarter. Good good job. Thanks so much for noticing. Right. Like they're the plays you have to kind of like pay attention to. A golf clap? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. No, but next week we I mean it's football heavy and it'll make sense why. But mm. moving on. Will's question, what will the end result of this Joe and J.D. McCoy story be? This was very intense and could scar J.D. for life. Or maybe he gets over it. What do you think? Oh, I have no idea. I feel like it would really feel, I'd feel good if Katie was like, yeah, let's just go and move out for a little bit and have our distance from him because he is a toxic person that doesn't need to that just should be punished for his actions. Like he shouldn't be involved in JD's game anymore. Like he shouldn't be allowed to come. Coach should not allow him to come. Honestly, they should get a restraining order against him because you put a hands on a kid. You're not allowed to come. That's not happening. I would love for that to happen. Um, I feel like we might be bringing them into next season which I'm not looking forward to because I can only imagine what this type of trauma does to a kid and how he would react and then maybe act out and his, Mm -hmm. the way his dad is portrayed, maybe he's seeing that and not really knowing like what the right thing, right personality trait to like uphold from your, your genes. Like, yeah. So I can imagine that going sour and the kids maybe not liking him and maybe I'll finally get this why everyone hates JD McCoy thing because right now he's just a kid that has a parent that is an emotional abuser basically and now has literally put his hands on me and now uh I can't imagine you coming out unscathed from that right Mike have you watched ahead uh no no I don't, you don't remember. remember anything with this yeah. I don't remember no, 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 no. I, like I had said in the chat, I forgot, like when we first saw JD in jail and I was like, why is he giving off like abusive father vibes? And I think I even mentioned it in the chat and no one met, like no one like responded Frickets. to it. And then I was, and I was like, I wonder if it's because this happens in the, in the like a couple episodes and then when I got to this one I was like ah that's why okay there it is there it is it's, I forgot he still reminds happened. me very much of a 
even worse Dan Scott. Like, I just get that vibe oh, yeah. from him that the kid has had just so much pressure his whole life, you know, to be the best because there's something in Joe's pathetic life that he didn't achieve. So now he's pushing it on his kid. And now he snaps and hits his kid for being actually just sticking up for himself and just being like, you know, you're the problem. It's not me. Ugh. I'm not looking forward to more of that. Yep. Vic has a couple of questions. She asks, do you have a place you celebrate every time like a certain restaurant? So as we know, uh, Tyra originally, I think, pitched the idea of having the shower at Seven Senoritas. So do you guys have a restaurant that you like to go to to celebrate? I always try to mix it up. I like to like try different types of places. But the re- the religious thing we did in high school was after football games and basketball games, we always went to friendlies. <laughs> that was yep. the thing to do. And that was a very high school thing. And I mean, I don't think I would ever eat there again <laughs> as an adult. I think the last time I was there was when Randy and I were very early dating and his cousin came in from North Carolina and we took her to friendlies. And, that, and we ate ice cream, but like actually eating food. Why? I don't know. I like Friendly's ice cream, but then again, no, no, that's fine. I'm just like she comes oh, from I don't, North Carolina. It was like, because Let's go to Friendly's. I, I don't know because it was like in the area, and we were trying to figure out what to eat. Like, obviously, I would never choose this place, <laughs> but reminiscent of high school, we always went to Friendly's after a game. Um, Mike, I want to hear your answer, but I just want to give my little rant about. A friendlies friendlies yes okay so there is a friendlies by our local mall and the sign is so fucking it's tiny little. it's so little. i don't understand it and it triggers me okay Mike. i i know that i know exactly i've said this yeah. my, i was like why is that sign so small it's not even the main like, sign I- it's just a little tiny one on the side but people still know what it is so it, their reputation already gets so they don't it doesn't matter how yeah. what their sign is like people know and it's a talking point. That's See, you true. guys are talking about it. It's all in, it's mar- yeah, all in the marketing. Stunt. If it was a PR stunt, then I'd be impressed. I think someone screwed up on the measurements. <laughs> Agreed. And no one wants to pay for a new sign, but it's been like this mm-hmm. for years. Mike, where where do you like to go to celebrate? Okay, so I'm big on like picking what place has like what deals oh. are on. So, so we have this place in my hometown called Krabby Joe's. And on Tuesdays is was wing night. So it used to be like 39 cent wings. Now, now I think it's like 89 cents because, you know, everything goes up. But when we were in like high school university, it was like 39 or 49 cent wings. So that was like our Tuesday thing. Boston Pizza had fishbowl Fridays. So you go wait, 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 Fridays, <laughs> so it, they would give you a drink in a fishbowl, oh. so like your cocktail was in a fishbowl, and Same it was page. five dollars. Okay, because I'm like for- Boston pizza fish. We have a lot happening <laughs> at one establishment. Yeah, yeah, fishbowl. Nice. Fridays. So that I went to celebrate when I got into grad school. I went to fish because it was a Friday, so went to fishbowl Fridays. So yeah, we went to like. Whatever had a spe- it was like kind of when we went out to the bars too. Like every place kind of has their yeah their night. So depending on what day of the week it was, you went. Jack Astor's is also a good hit that we kind of That's always a cute go name. To. Yeah, it's like a. I actually was just there 
uh, Christmas time and I wouldn't go back. They changed everything and it's Bomber weird. Man. They have like, they have like buttons on the walls that if you like push it, it makes the lights flicker, like party scene. And you can like choose the playlist now on your phone. You can like choose a song to go. And it was, it was very strange. I didn't like it. I was not a fan of it, but like, yeah, Jack. So it's like a, um, it's your typical like uh, burgers, fry, you know, that type of. Jack Astor's reminds me, makes me think like you need hand sanitizer. (laughs) No, no, that would be Jack's the bar. That's the underage. You would walk. That's, that was the like, Bar serves that underage that Jim Bob's. Wait, 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 wait. Jim Bob's, which we used to call rim jobs. But anyways, <laughs> that was Wednesday nights when you go with Jim Bob's because it was like two dollars, but or dollar beer, dollar beer nights. But at at Jack's, you would walk in and you would feel the second you walk from outside, you would go from like let's say minus ten degree weather outside. You walk in and it's like fifty degrees. You just feel everyone's <laughs> body heat just like hits you like a wall, and you're just like, oh, everyone's like on top of everyone. No, oh, thank I you. Was so dirty. So I dirty. Want nothing to do with that. That's that's Jax. That you need him. A, a friend of mine, he passed out on the toilets, like his head on the toilet seat. And I was like, Did you wash and bleach? Because the place oh, is dirty. Jack's dirty. Gross. Dirty, I dirty. feel bad for him. That place sanitizer. Jack Astor's not so much. It's like a normal family restaurant. Are you saying Jack Astor's or Jack Asses? Jack Astor's. A S T E R S. Okay. Jack Astor's. Gotcha. Well, and their thing was like a donkey. There was their like cute. mascot. That makes cute. sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you for the rundown of the Canadian Sorry, bar that was, scene. That was a rant. <laughs> I like it. I oh, you know me. I am like a Canadian wannabe. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, I'm like you, Liz. I like to switch it up, and depending on what I like to eat and what we're in the mood is how I I feel really like when we got out of high school and it was like early college days our friendlies changed to Applebee's <laughs> like yeah, we would go there the for deals. like yeah like the two furs and the half off apps and we'd stay out until like one yeah. in the morning to eat there but yeah <laughs> uh yeah I don't frequent Applebee's either these days no same here uh what was your favorite video game to play video game uh, legend of zelda ocarina of time that's ant's favorite on n64 Aunt yeah like i can go grab it's right that. it's cl- i would normally you know i normally oh, go I grab know. things i would go grab but it's open is yours mario mine it well i love spyro yeah that's a good one on playstation but probably yoshi's island or super mario brothers 2 or super mario world um, or Mario Brothers, the Lost Levels. Oh my God, that game is so difficult. You know what? Yeah. Sam and I would always play Simpsons Road Rage. Do you remember? That's that one's a great one so too. good. I wouldn't say that's my favorite, but we always played that. And I always played American Idol. We, my cousins and I were obsessed with American Idol <laughs> and all of the songs. Didn't you love The Sims? Oh, yeah. And Roller Coaster Tycoon? Yes. I thought you would have said The Sims. I don't consider that a video game, though. I call that a computer no? game. Computer game. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but it's still a, okay. But if sure. it was in the same category, hands down The Sims. Hands Sims down. 100%. Yeah. My favorite. Loved. God, I love The Sims so much. <laughs> I miss it so much. Yeah. Ocarina, Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Aunt loves that one. I've never played, but that's his favorite. 
Uh, would you go watch a game like their game in the pouring rain? That's a no from me. So, well, what if Ant was playing? No, <laughs> love you, babe. Uh, no, <laughs> maybe I would get one of those bubbles that I could sit in. I see people have those <laughs> at games. Did you see those new, I guess, beanbag things? I just heard this on the radio. There's these things now, portable beanbags. So you just like wear them around you. So then anywhere you want to go, you just like sit back and you're on a beanbag chair. Amen. I just heard this on the radio today. I, Amazing. And I was like, what is this? I'll take it. Is it like yeah. on you at all times or you have to like open it? Yes. Yes, it's on. It's like, it, it, I don't know that you like put it. I don't know. I don't really, I didn't look into it, but I guess how they explained it, you like put it on. And it just like sits like I'm thinking it's like a giant bubble coat. And then you're like, I want to sit down and it'll support me. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll have to we'll have to invest in one of these. I'm totally in. Do you guys go to would you go to a game in the pouring rain? (sighs) I mean, I guess if I was in high school, my boyfriend was Tim Riggins. And yeah, I'd sit at a game with an umbrella and lots of layers. It's also Texas. Like how how absolutely cold could it be? It can get cold in the in December. They looked cold, right? Because it's Christmas time. That's right. We just we, <laughs> a little bit of Christmas, just a little bit. Um, I would if just before that we heard Hillary Duff say to Chad Michael Murray that waiting for you was like waiting for rain in this drought, and useless then and disappointing. All suddenly, they say, yes, and then all suddenly it starts pouring rain, and May Angels leads you and starts <laughs> playing, or hear you and me, sorry, by Jimmy Eat World, and yes he like runs off the field then yes i would be there for that uh <laughs> such a good movie except when you hear the shit about behind the scenes not so much and that's the tea <laughs> and that's the tea exactly exactly <laughs> all right some rapid fire mike just for you Send Tyra, Matt, Julie, Tim, and Jason to our Betty shows. I already see Tim looking like a surfer, so I'm sending him to the OC. Hmm. I I, I can see him on, on Tree Hill. I could see him being a basketball player. Yeah. Or River Court. No, sorry. I see him as a River Court boy. Yeah. Kind of with Junk and Fer- with Fer- Fergie. Um, Matt... Matt might be the OC. I can see him on the soccer team with Ryan. Oh, wait, did that happen? Oh, no. Julie, I can see Julie on Gossip Girl. Mm-hmm. Tyra. Tyra, I put her on my favorite Betty show, Riverdale. That is not your favorite Betty show, you troll. You are a troll, and that is not true. <laughs> Um, but I could see her on on Riverdale. I feel like she, I feel like Tyra could be in there, you know. And what about Jason? Jason, the OC. Yeah, I could see him on One Tree Hill too. I think. Yeah, that small town vibe. Yeah, I can see most of yeah. them in One Tree Hill. I feel like Tyra could be on Riverdale. She'd have like some power. Leave her out know, of this. They have powers. <laughs> Leave her. We're not sending her there. We never send her there. <laughs> Yeah, that's all the questions we have. Mike, do you have any questions for this episode yes. for us? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so because you brought up – well, I had this question before, but you did bring up Liz's uh, bridal shower. Uh, did either of you do a registry? Was it as fun as it looks just walking through a store scanning things? I don't know. It looks fun. I did a virtual one. So 
Yeah, I didn't scan anything. Same. I didn't have the uh, scanning experience. <laughs> Everything's that's, online that's these fun. days. You know, we're post-COVID. I'm a post-COVID bride, so <laughs> I don't need to go into the stores. Yeah, but even pre-COVID, 2015, it was all digital. Right. So, yeah. My sister, though, she did that. This is the thing that goes with it. You know, uh, it's like buying CDs. You know, there's no joy. Anyway, we're not going to get on this tangent. No, you're right, Mike. I miss the old days. I miss the old days, too. Absolutely. Do you know how long it took me to find the only place I could buy the Funny Girl CD? Because I live in Canada and not in New York. Was on Amazon. And I had to call them multiple times because they were not delivering my package. And then they canceled their order on me saying that I refused to deliver. Anyways, I'm not getting into this. I got really mad at them. I had to wait for three extra days for the album. <laughs> I was upset, but I got it and it's all good. You can call it, Amazon? Amazon? Yeah. Customer service. I got it for free. They gave me a $22 credit. Nice. Because I was like, you guys aren't even trying to deliver this to me. I I, pre, I pre-ordered it a month ago. I said to them, I said, I pre-ordered this. I wanted it on release day. Did you tell them you're flipping like, a table? And now it's like nine, it's like eight dollars more than it was when I paid for it for pre-order. So of course I wanted it. Absolutely. Oh yeah, I got really angry, but because no one sells CDs anymore, that's not. And this happens when when things are a monopoly, you only have one thing, and they can do whatever they want. And Mm -hmm. too bad. Yeah. Anyway, I miss the olden days. I do too, (laughs) very much so. So did you find this redistricting plot kind of just random, thrown in, like it kind of came out of nowhere? Or did you kind of see, like, and like, what do you think is going to like happen with that? So that's more for Liz. Yeah, Liz, you can take over. I I have my answer. I could but. assume that something was going to happen. Obviously, everyone has been teasing like next season, things change and storylines are different and characters come in. So I could assume that something, maybe a college is what I predicted would make sense like we meet kids in college that's why they become main characters whatever um but this actually makes more sense and this could jeopardize coaches maybe his job a little bit so they needed to stir up the pot and uh yeah i mean i like it it's i definitely think it's interesting did i see it coming no but also they need the money so they were gonna do whatever was necessary for that Right. I so mean, do you think this? Oh, oh go ahead, Mike. Sorry. Uh, sorry. I was just going to say, so do you think they are going to split? Like, do you think there will be an East? Yeah, Dillon? I think so. And what do you think? think so. Like, where's coach going to be? Right. Because um, you did talk about earlier with Wade. Um, yeah, that you were worried that coach might lose his yeah. job. Like, I mean, I wasn't, but then people stuff. were thinking about that. And then maybe think about that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm thinking maybe coach will stay. <laughs> I think maybe Wade will take on Dylan and then coach will have to go to East Dylan because everyone is fed up with his antics and <laughs> I don't know. They have obviously we've talked about this in the past, but like they have no they have no respect for him. So they'll probably just kick him to the curb if Wade's gonna do what the boosters want and um, he's going to get them to the victory. They're not going to care who it is. So whoever can get them to that W or W, if you will, then they're going to do it. Right. Because they still have to go to state. Right. So are they going to lose state and they're going to blame coach 
And then they're going to have to make some adjustments. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, this whole redistricting, the, as we opened season three, Tammy was principal and they had no funding for right. anything. Right. So it, it's like full circle from the beginning of the right. season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, then I, I have two more questions. Uh, what do you think's next for, for Matt's grandma? Good question. Right, like, where do you think she's got? Like, do you think she's. Is she going to be in season four? Uh, is she? I think maybe less, less in season four and five. Um, you know, when you put older people on shows, I immediately go and think that they're not going to be with us the entirety of the show. So I can see that happening maybe by the end of the show. Um, but I think next season they're going to have to move her into an assisted living um maybe they can get her like a medicaid bed because obviously they have no money they have no money to put her there so if they could get some funding somehow for her to go and have a bed in assisted living and that way matt and shelly can kind of have a little bit more peace of mind even though it's not an ideal situation because you know assisted living they're assisting your living but she needs like 24-hour care at this point right. so um, maybe there's a special place in the area that will have like um, a specialty dementia floor or something like that where they could bring her and Matt can visit her, hopefully with ease. Hopefully it's not too far away. Um, so, yeah, I think season four will be getting Lorraine into an assisted living or maybe even by the end of this season. I mean, here, mm-hmm. hey, literally Whitey, I was thinking Whitey was dying the entire show. The entire and I like had stress for nine season thinking that way he was gonna die, so, and he Probably didn't. No, he could have died. It's true. They never touched upon things that happened to him. So or royal or well, <laughs> don't get us started with royal. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then okay, so my last question. Now let's say I'm gonna set the scene. Say it's a Saturday night. Um, you're. I don't know, early 20s, and there's a concert going on in your, well, there are two concerts, same night, same time in your town. The one concert is Crucifictorious, and the second one is a Tyler Posey concert. Which one are you going to? Oh, come on. Well, Uh, I'm probably going to Crucifictorious because because I discovered Tyler Posey at 35. (laughs) Right, exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Tyler Posey li- wasn't and, around then. Yeah, and I discovered Friday Night Lights in my 20s, so probably Crucifictorious. I really want a okay. Crucifictorious t-shirt. Yeah, we should definitely <laughs> so get that. We should definitely get mm-hmm. that. Um, yes. I guess I have to agree with Michelle, but also I didn't watch Friday Night Lights until this year, So, and I knew Tyler Posey way before. And you know what? Switch it all up. I knew Tyler Posey way before I knew about Friday Night Lights. So right. I'm going to Tyler Posey show. <laughs> because in my like mid to late 20s, I did know Tyler Posey because I watched Teen Wolf. So there you go. Mike, where are you going? Tyler Posey. Yeah. It was such I mean, a good it's show. a great show. <laughs> it's a great concert. It was so good. But facts are facts where I'm going. Yeah. It's a good question. That's all I have. I like it. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Let's go into favorite quote. What was your favorite of the episode? 
So I have two. Okay. Um, the one is I'm not I'm not here to solve all your problems, Garrity. I'm here to support you no matter um, what what choice you make. That's why I'm here. I'm your boyfriend, and I think I'm a pretty darn good mm, one. Yes. And then the other one is I know one thing with all my heart that you are going to have everything that you're dreaming of. You're going to get everything you're reaching for. Beautiful. Thank you. Love. Liz, your favorite? Turkey burgers, really? <laughs> I'm just going to throw a wrench in your sentimental moment. When JD said, the way he said turkey burgers, like he was five and mom was making chicken nuggets and french fries. And he was like, turkey burgers, really? What, mom? Turkey, turkey burgers, burgers are so good. No, they're great. I love turkey burgers. But just like the way his so reaction good. was so funny to me. And I also loved Buddy. That's good, Tim Riggins. Because he can't just call him Tim. That's good, Tim Riggins. One word. Like Nolcon, Tim Riggins. Uh-huh. Always, always Tim Riggins <laughs> to Buddy. I love it. Always. Uh, I have I have seven kinds of tea. It's going to be magical. <laughs> Tyra. So good. I love it. MVP and shittiest. Let's go with Mike first. Your MVP. So I had uh, Tim as my MVP. Mm-hmm. Uh, just for his moment with, uh, with Lila. And then... Uh, an MVP for acting, I gave it to the actor who plays grandma because yes. that like the slipper scene and the fault, like just that was just an amazing performance. So yeah. I threw that one in there. I agree. The fall the fall was comical to me. I know I shouldn't I'm just like having a moment where Michelle had it in Pretty <laughs> Little Liars. But that is obviously more laughable than this moment. Um but it felt like a little bit of a car commercial. Like, I fallen and I can't get up. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, afterwards, I obviously cried. So I'm full of shit. But <laughs> there you go. Shame on you. Um, but I also picked Tim. I loved Tim in this episode. I loved his support. I loved his boyfriend spiel, him trying to get Lila to feel things again and uh, telling Buddy that Lila does miss him. It just, I don't know. It was good. He was really good. I chose Tyra because I thought she threw a beautiful shower and I loved her talk with Angela of her just being vulnerable in that scene. I really enjoyed her. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lisa sent us an email how she thought she was behind, but it turns out she's three weeks ahead and watched the finale. (gasps) And so she gave her MVP to Mindy for wanting a tea party bridal shower. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> does she so she had never seen any of the show before i guess and she could and so yeah. now she's missed and she saw the finale <laughs> oh no she saw the finale yeah uh but we had votes for riggins angela will chose madison her boyfriend won the game and she is so great and she threatens joe's position with jd okay sure i was like that's a bold choice yeah yeah uh shittiest mike I mean, it's Joe. pretty obvious. Yeah, Joe. Yeah. yeah, across the board. Oh, he's yeah. infuriating. Hey, at least you arrived, Liz. I welcome. It's not that I didn't know it was coming. I just until that point, I just saw him as like a dick dad. Like he's just that type of person <laughs> that puts a lot of pressure on their kid and is just a dick about it and doesn't really see past the pressure they're putting on their kid. But he took it to another level tonight. So I. Yeah. 
you know, he's a shit. He's probably the biggest piece of shit on the show at yes. this point. It was very reminiscent of like Degrassi with, uh, for those of you who watched mm -hmm. Degrassi Next Generation, but Craig and yep. his dad, like that's just how, even throughout the whole thing, I was like, he's giving me Craig's dad vibes. Yes. Oh, I love Degrassi. I would love for us to do a Degrassi <sighs> podcast, Michelle, but there's like 50 million Degrassi podcasts. And uh, it's and a lot like of show. It's a lot. It's too many. <laughs> yeah, it's too much. <laughs> too much tuna. One day I will watch it. I just again I say it every time I do figure out where when to watch and when the original. Oh, and when lot. true, and when yeah. This is why you have DVD DVDs. This is but can't, it's not a thing anymore. I like when Mike is <sighs> like all DVDs. His hands are up. They're going in now. The, the green screen. <laughs> <laughs> People make fun of me because I still go to the bank with like like a deposit one Saturday. No, to pay my bills, I go to the bank and I get them to stamp my bill. Oh. I'm like, because the bank, like five or six years ago, the state, the bank said they weren't doing the stamps anymore. But this one location near me, they still do a stamp. You just have to ask, and they will stamp it with the bank stamp, which is TD, which you guys all bank <laughs> with, which is like shocker thing. But I would go on like. I just went this past Saturday, so I paid all my bills, deposited any checks, cat, I deposited cat, you know, I do all my banking. Oh my God, I never have cash, nowhere do I ever go to the bank. When I have to deposit a check, I just do it through my app. <laughs> mm -hmm. I hate going to the bank or anything like that. I don't trust computers. Mm. Okay. I have so like many questions, but I'm not going to waste <laughs> that right now on this podcast. But Mike, I'm going to be messaging you about the stamping because yeah. I don't really understand it. I can send you. A, I have a picture because I sent it to my friend. I can. That I'll would be great. And if you could just write a little note of like An how it all goes yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyway, let's continue on. Coach's corner. Favorite moment. Lists. Oh, um, I'm going to give it to Angela. I'm going to throw a wrench in the coach's corner no, again. We, this we've, week. we've chosen. Yeah. We do this now. I just so. thought her speech to her daughter was very necessary. And like Mike said earlier, yeah. the contrast of watching Joe with his son to watching Angela with her daughter, it was night and day. And something that was necessary for the audience to kind of just like feel safe again. And I, I thought she was great. I mean, that was probably the best moment that Angela has had on the show thus far because, you know, she's been iffy sometimes. Yeah. Like when I, yeah. when Randy walked in, cause he hasn't even seen, he hasn't even gotten up to season two. He has only finished season one. He's like, Oh, is she drinking again? I'm like, Oh, we've gotten so far from there, you know? <laughs> Yeah, she really has come so far. Mike, what do you have? Um, also, Angela, and to add, it's also the stark contrast of, like, JD and, like, status-wise. Like, you see, mm, like, stereotypically, yeah. like, TV-wise, what Angela and Tyra's, like, lifestyle is and what their status is, whereas you see JD and his dad looks all prim and proper, all good on the – all good outside appearances, but it's all – on the inside so yes i picked angela for uh, a non-coat non mr and mrs coach coach moment yeah. i agree i also chose angela we've come so far with her so far and even like a, even earlier in this season where she was like you should hang on to cash because boys like that don't come around like that all <laughs> yeah, the time it's true you know so mm. i'm proud of her proud of her 
All right. For this episode, what emoji do you think we should pair with it? I was thinking rain. Did we do that already? That one episode when the boys have to do a wind, wind sprints? sprints. I don't think we. No, okay, I think we did wind. Am- I think we might have done wind. <laughs> I don't know. The- we could do rain. There, there's like a cloud. There's an umbrella with rain. Yeah, I'm thinking work. cloud, cloud and where, rain. And, and where can you put that? Where could emoji? you put that, Mike? Because yeah, we Mike. don't have a Panther of the Week. So where could you stick that? You could put that in an uh, Apple Podcast review with something the ca- like with the caption like "Jumping around a cloud, a cloud terrain on this parade," like Leah Michelle oh, uh-huh. in Funny Girls performance. The real LM, listen, Michelle are blowing this podcast out of the water, and it's so good. Definitely no raining on this parade. With- with a Betty podcast. Thank you, Mike. Beautiful. I've been, I've had that rehearsed <laughs> for days. I was like, I gotta set this up. I gotta be like, okay, this is what the what this what the emoji is gonna be. This is how I'm gonna bring it in. I have to wrap somehow. <laughs> I, I had this all the board in the just had it all planned out. Be like, okay, I gotta get them to gotta get gotta say this so that Michelle says this. So then I can say this and then boom. Well, it worked out for you, Mike. It worked out. It worked. It's amazing. Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. And I would love someone to write that verbatim in an Apple podcast review with the little rain emoji. And we want you to do that so we know you've made it this far, that you're listening and enjoying the show. But if you've already left us a review because you love the show so much and rated us five stars, you can send us the emoji through an Instagram DM, Total Betty Podcast Network. You can email it, talkintexasforever at gmail.com, Discord, Patreon, so many avenues. Just let us know you're listening. Dealer's choice. And that's it. Dealer's choice. All right, let's <clears throat> tell us who's our booster of the week. Booster of the week. You're a total booster. Our booster is Ashley. Ashley? Yeah, we haven't heard from Ashley in a while. And she was in our Topic Tuesday this past week. And it was so nice to get to hear about her wedding cake flavor. That was the question I posed in the chat because I am, as you know, fitting for this episode, planning a wedding. (laughs) Um, so I was just curious as to what cake flavors people, um, enjoy and what they had at their wedding. And we had a nice chat and it got the conversation flowing with other brides that we have as patrons. And I just, I loved it. And it was so much fun. I just, we haven't heard from Ashley in a while and I hope she was doing well. And it was just really great to hear from her. So thank you. Yay, Ashley. What was her cake flavor? Hers was Funfetti cake (gasps) with peanut butter and jelly. And then her her grandmother's or her husband's grandmother's homemade chocolate frosting recipe. Doesn't that sound good? Yes. I hope please. I didn't butcher that, but I like really thought about eating that. So I think I got it right. <laughs> and then I, I told Randy about Betty. it. And he was like, that sounds amazing. Can we do that? And I was like, well, I can't steal her idea now. <laughs> oh, you could just call it the well, Ashley. I could. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Sounds I good. My that. mouth is watering. Do they have Funfetti in Canada, Mike? Okay, so I would no. Well, it's not called Funfetti. What do they call it, it? Called? I don't even like rainbow cake or something or rainbow spread. I forget That's what it's no called. Fun. It might be called. It might be called Funfetti now, but it wasn't growing up, and it's also impossible to make like from scratch. You have to buy the 
I know a friend of mine that tried doing like not buying the box mix and tried making a fun like vanilla cake, cake with sprinkles. Work. It didn't work. Yeah, like it all melted. Like it mm. didn't turn out well. Mm. So I guess you they kind of trap you. You gotta buy the yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I knew you were gonna ask that. Michelle. I mean, you, you know, you gotta like you know. Yeah, I'm yeah, so yeah, predictable. Thanks. I I am the Mindy of the group. Really? <laughs> no. This is Tyra, and I'm Mindy. So predictable. <laughs> you hang up your. You hang up your ornaments. My ornaments are. I'm just. Dis- I'm working on, on displaying tree. them. Your tree is still up. Um. Yes, it's pathetic. Don't talk. I don't want to talk about it. I quit. So oh. I got sick. Then Randy got sick, and then. Okay. Um, the past two weekends we've been doing wedding stuff and every single Sunday at like 9 p.m. I'm like, this fucking tree is still up. What are we going to do about the stand tree? <laughs> and it's still up. <laughs> and Randy's like, we'll just keep it up until next year. I'm like, absolutely not. It's got to go. Valentine's Day tree. It's got to go. But I did put my milk mm-hmm. pitcher um, on the tree so that I, for- I remember to put it away with the other ornaments for next year. Yeah, I'm going to keep them out and they're just going to go on our bar cart, which Honestly, as a Canadian, it's a Canadian bar cart. <laughs> that's all it because is. That's all I have. That's all. Well, there's some Betty chips, Buzz. Chocolate. That's not Canadian, but and Betty Buzz and um, but like, it's pretty funny. Did the card still smell? Did Did you guys smell we, the ink we on the card? Smell, smell it, but it didn't, it didn't smell. Oh, it smelled like sorry. Yeah. And those those uh, the white things. So the white ones that have the nuts yeah. in the middle of the chocolate. So if you, because you shine, you like showed it in the thing. So they have PDV on them, which is my dad's initials because they're his iron. Like we have to, you make that on an iron. Like you Fancy. put flour and water. It's like a lot of work. You have to like put it in on the stove and then flip it and then flip it again. And then you, you make those and then you fill them. The wow. Well, thank you so, so much for all that effort. Process. It was Very so nice. Robust. I know Mike, Mike sent us an awesome Christmas care package and we ate through the goodies. I shared some of the cookies with Ant and he was like, this is so good. Mm. I was like, delicious. Yeah, everything was so good. I didn't think you were going to like the, the black licorice because you don't like black licorice. But I Listos, loved right? them. I loved it. I still ate it though. It was good. It was delicious. I, I mean, I, we went through everything. We did. We were <laughs> slops. Yeah. It go good with um with like coffee. Mm. Uh, you can dunk them in coffee, or you know, they might also go well with tea. Which is funny that I bring that up since we talk about tea a lot. And I know normally this is where I would talk about ice cream, but I feel like you know some people you know, have dairy sensitivity and they might get too much dairy already on the We Are Liars podcast. So I thought I'd mix it up, especially since, you know, this there was a tea bridal shower. So today I paired this episode with a tea. I love called, it. Uh, so it's David's Tea Stormy Organic Stormy Night. So it's a traditional Mexican hot chocolate taste with multi chocolate, multi chocolate with notes of cinnamon, vanilla, and a creamy hint of coconut. It's both uh, vegan and kosher. Oh, so that sounds delicious. Yeah, wow, what a cool tea! Um, yes, so I picked this one because storm things brewing. You know, you got tea brews. You got also the brewing of the storm that was happening, and kind of going with that. We have, um, so you know, in in um, literary devices like uh, they use pathetic fallacy, where kind of the weather reflects what's going on it sets the mo the the theme the tone and that is perfectly set by a storm because you do have kind of the melancholy of both uh, you know of lila she doesn't know what to do now she got into you into vanderbilt but she doesn't have the money she doesn't have a family she has no one she's lost but she's got tim tim's there for her we have tyra she also feels 
Loss doesn't know what she's going to do about once again with college. You got Matt with the whole grandma situation, all this melancholy, all this sadness, which kind of reflected in the storm, the whole JD situation, kind of this all buildup of things brewing, uh, kind of like a nice storm, like a nice thunderstorm. And we did have rain at the end. And I thought that this tea was perfect for that, given the name. Very nice, wow. Mike. Beautiful night. I as love always. that tea. Sounds so good. I know. It's a Halloween tea. Oh, so we love Halloween. Wow, even better. Wow. That's awesome. Thank you so much for doing that, Mike. No problem. We appreciate you and your creativity. Yes, I try. Thank you. Okay, Liz. For next week, it's the penultimate. Oh wow! Really? It is. Holy moly! We've Se- made it. Yes, <clears throat> season three, episode twelve, underdogs. Okay. And your quote, JD, you're out, Coach Taylor. <laughs> okay. All right. So is Matt Saracen back as QB? Can they do that? Is Can he? they switch him back to QB? I don't know. We'll see. I don't know how that works like in high school football. You're asking. You're asking Michelle about yeah, football. Yeah, I, I just that imposing your first mis- that might be your first mistake. Just kidding, Michelle. I'm posing the question like to I mean, the abyss. It's true to the to the audience. I mean, I know, but I'm not going to. I actually do know. But I'm okay, not so tell my you. prediction is Matt is going to step in as QB one, and um, well, is there? There's are we a, winning state or are is, we losing? State? Wait, is state next week? Yes. Okay, so my prediction is. QB1 goes to Matt. Maybe a scout will be there and they will be interested in him. And now he'll have a decision. Will he go to college? Will he stay close to grandma? Um, What's going to happen with JD? He's hmm. going to be out. But what does that mean to like for the rest of his storyline for next week? Maybe Joe will try and talk to him. He's not really going to be about it. Maybe coach will take JD out also because he's not performing well. Plus he had that trauma happen to him. I don't know. Okay. That's good. <laughs> I mean, that's really. That's yeah. all I got. But, uh, but are they going, to, I think they're going to lose state though, regardless. Okay. They're going to lose state and Matt will be QB one. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Good predictions. Mike, do you want to predict anything? Even though. <laughs> um, well, like, who knows if that quote's about football? Like, JD, you're out. That might be about anything. anything. It might not be Madison. Madison, Madison could say you get in the boot. I'm not into right. it anymore. Right. You're out. Uh, yeah. Maybe he's out of, maybe he's out of Dylan and has to go to East Dylan. Maybe they're going to do that. Maybe. That could happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I'm just spitballing here. I have no idea. Mike I has no recollection of what remember. happens. So. Like nothing. It's gone. It's gone. Yeah. Um, like I couldn't even tell you what happens in the next two seasons. Like I know one plot of a character that you know that's coming, Liz, that you've said that, you know, I just know that person's plot-ish. I look forward to that. Not. Plot. I think I hope it'll it will come. I think it'll come back to you. Yeah, like when you're. Watching. I know what happens with the redistricting. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we shall see. Yeah. All right. 
last but certainly not least, we have Wool's Football Poetry Corner. Ball control. (laughs) (laughs) Ball control is crucial in wet weather. You don't want to fumble the ball or it will be hard to win the game. While the Collect clan has a ball at their bachelorette party, JD has ball control issues up until the very end of the game. Off the field, JD has trouble keeping his eye on the ball while he is distracted by a cute redhead. Matt gives up control of his situation with his grandma by admitting that she needs more help than he can give, and Joe McCoy loses all control while beating his son. Oh, good one. The name ball control is is just really funny. Yeah, I was trying not to giggle and I giggled because <laughs> ball control. It's like, how many times do I have to read ball control? I I learned today because I was listening to the team. Sorry to bring this back to team with, but it's about ball control. That when they when you run playing lacrosse, you actually have to cradle. It's called cradling. You have to rock the ball back and forth so that you can keep it in your mm. net. Yeah, so ball, control. ball control. Ball control, y'all. <laughs> well... Mike, as always, a pleasure. I'm so glad you were able always. to join us. Thank you so much. Always. I'd clear my schedule. Not even Liam Michelle can keep me from being on a Total Betty podcast. And you know that's, that's like That's what I want to hear. I don't <laughs> believe that. I really don't believe that. But we will accept it. Uh, thank you again for the goodies that you sent yes, us. thank you. They we were delish. Them. I can't. I'm dreaming about them. I know. Thank you for being a loyal Betty patron, thank you for using us as your background and wearing a free Marissa t-shirt and being so creative with the tea, like all of it. You're the best and we love you and we appreciate you. So thank you so much, Mike. Love you and appreciate the both of you. And Thanks. thank you for never raining on my parade. But um, sh- <laughs> 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 oh, We'll be back next week for episode 12, Underdogs. Thank you so much for listening to Talking Texas Forever, a Friday Night Lights podcast. You can email us at TalkingTexasForever at gmail.com. If you're interested in seeing what we do with this show and all of our others, head over to Instagram at TotalBettyPodcast.org. This has been a Total Betty Podcast. Produced and edited by Michelle Rubenstein and Alyssa Tenio. Music by Anthony Vacora. 